Welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk. I'm your host, Joe D, bringing you women in sports as we continue to celebrate the women all across the world in sports. This podcast is designed to spread knowledge, teach, and inform the listener and viewer about the positive advancement of women in sports in Virginia and outside of Virginia. And so tune in as we are bringing you London Booker, uh, Meadowbrook, um, high school graduate out of Richmond, Virginia, and also played softball at North Carolina Central University. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to it. Welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk as we present women in sports and we continue to uh, educate the state of Virginia on our great talents all across the state. Um, Commonwealth Sports is uh, blessed to have London Booker join us. How are you doing? I am doing great tonight. Uh, just, you know, living, day in living. Paradise. You know, already. <laughs> I put it on the spot there. That's no worries. Oh, no. <laughs> but no, this is a young lady that played softball and basketball at Meadowbrook High School, also played collegiately um, at North Carolina Central University softball, um, pitcher at that. So, you know, we'll talk more into that. I just had to throw your your accolades out there and get everybody familiar with who we're chatting with before we start rolling. My um, small, my little accolades. My little <laughs> well, I mean, I usually do it like this. Take me back from the beginning. So, what? Where did the love of sports stem from? How did How did you become a dual athlete, a, a, a can do it all type the, athlete? Where did it come from? Um, honestly, I, it's going to sound cliche, but it's literally stemmed from my parents. And, um, it's because they were athletes. My, um, my mother, uh, played basketball and softball as well. Um, and my father played, um, basketball. My father played, um, growing up all the way up through high school. He was a very great basketball player, um, at Jesus. Don't do Jesus. That. Well, it was um when the high schools in Richmond were Combined. all together. George George with George and, with the Maggie Walker and yes, the, um, that's when he, they were all together. That's when he played. And if you go back, I'm pretty sure he still has some like everybody knows who he is. Stephen Booker, like he's mm-hmm. everybody like from Richmond knows pretty much who he is. Um, he was a great athlete. He just chose not to play in college. He could have went places, but he didn't. He chose not to. Um, my mother played for Powhatan High School uh, basketball, softball, and she received a uh, an, uh, scholarship to Longwood, where she played her four years, and she set records. I'm pretty sure she still has records there as a guard. She was very good. So, I, And then that's where I got it from, so from them too. So, I mean, you have both basketball players, and a ba- both basketball players is half of a softball player. You know, of course, I'm going to be – some type of athlete somewhere. That's only natural. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was deeper than rap like that. That's, that's, that's something that a lot of people don't, well, we're, we're starting to break out of where black families have that two parent setting of having that success and being able to pass it down with prestige instead of having to come from not knowing where you're from and all of that um, adversity that uh, African-Americans have faced. So uh, take me through your multi-sport life, like you're in high school and maybe even before that, how do you know which one's better between like softball and basketball? Like, do you, do you jump back and forth? Is it like, I'm better at one, but I like the other one better. How does that work? I, 
I think that's absolutely what happened. I'm not even going to hold you. So, um, of course, I'm, I'm again, basketball, softball. I started with basketball, young, mm-hmm. young age. Of course, like everybody else, like rec ball. You know, I actually played rec soccer. And like I was everything. You I, was, out there. You, I you played rec all soccer. That energy. So like I, I just tried everything. So literally um, I started off with basketball. Then I don't remember how I got into softball, but I ended up there. And um, that was like Beulah days. I was Beulah, yes, I all Beulah, Beulah <laughs> Elementary School. If nobody, yep. if, if if anybody is familiar with that, that that's when we were like top tier. That's when Beulah was top tier. We had everybody, like everybody, everybody my age was top tier. Okay, anyway, mm-hmm. I'm just say that because people try to say that we weren't, but we were the best that come out that way. But um, it started with that. And then literally just going season to season. So y'all, once y'all stayed was together over, playing each year. Say that again. Did the, the Beulah crew stay together playing each year? Um, like, pretty much until we all like got to a certain part where we had to like age out. Like, yeah. you know, the ones that was older ended up going, you know, middle school and stuff and too older to play. And then, yep. you know, it was just us. So it was just like that. And we, the crazy thing is the girls that play basketball, mm-hmm. we play softball. So yeah. we was we was together a lot. So um, that was when you know a lot of the greats from like Meadowbrook or Elsie Bird was playing for Beulah. But back to the dual thing, literally just when basketball ended, softball started. That when softball ended, I started playing so, uh, basketball. Like I would just go from one thing to another. When it got to um, it got to the point where. I started playing basketball was only at schools. So mm-hmm. I never did AAU. I just mm-hmm. did basketball in middle school. I played for Robius. Um, I didn't play for Fallen Creek because I was only at Fallen Creek for one year. Mm-hmm. I played for Robius. Um, then I played my first two years at Cosby, JV. And then once that I hit that sophomore, I was like, look, I'm too short to be a guard in the in this type of competition. I mean, I'm too short to be a post. So um, I'm only 5'8". Everybody else is taller over me in this area. You know, <laughs> I'm good with just, you know, that Kinda was it. So out. I ended up stopping my, my career after sophomore year for basketball. I still like to play it, but like my, my career ended at so, uh, my sophomore year and then I took off with softball. So did you, tra- did you play travel softball prior to your sophomore year? Oh, yeah. I played. I started playing travel softball Jesus. I was I was young but not young. I was mm-hmm. probably about somewhere nine. in middle school. Somewhere okay. in middle school is when okay. I started. 11, 11, yeah, I think I I believe so. Somewhere in middle school is where I started. And I think my first team was either with New Kent Blast or Richmond Freeze. It was one of the two. But I think it was New Kent Blast. I started with New Kent Blast. Shout out to the ground cover. New Kent all the way to Richmond. That ain't Yeah, I had I had family. I had fam- my um my aunt and my uncle and my cousin, um, my two cousins, well, one cousin, because the other one's older. Anyways, they live in the new kid. So it's like, you know, families that way. Oh, they got a child ball team. Da, da, da. So they sent me that way. So oh, yeah. That's dope. So that's, that's where it's, the softball travel started. But yeah, that's it's just been a continuous sports year round thing for me. I, I don't like not to play some type of sport. 
it seems like you like to stay busy. That's more of the thing yes. too that kind of came <laughs> forward because it's like that all that energy's got to go somewhere anywhere, you know. It does. Uh, I I mean I like to be lazy. Don't don't get me wrong. I got I'm lazy now. I'm oh, lazy. Oh yes, we can all be though. We <laughs> yes. can all. <laughs> I am lazy. But when it comes down to like actually playing sports, I love sports. I, yeah. I love it. So that's dope. That's dope. I'm gonna throw you a couple accolades in, in 2000. Well, your two years, you had 300 strikeouts. Like, take me through that. First of all, you had batting over 500 as well, and you were a standout athlete. But, like, how do you perfect pitching in softball? Please walk me through that. Because I, and I'm asking that because 300 strikeouts, um, you throw all your life overhand, and even in that sport, you throw overhand. Yeah. So then you get on the softball and you're a good athlete. You're playing different positions. I know how it works, similar to my experience in baseball. But then you're told, hey, try to pitch. So how do you go up to the pitcher mound maybe the first time compared to the last pitch at Central? And be, like, I mean, and be like, hey, here you go. Like, okay. <laughs> um, honestly, I started pitching in slow pitch. Okay. When I was in slow pitch. And that was a toss of the dice because I really just was like um it was one I, I forgot that I, I don't know if it was a, a about a game about we were about to play a game or something uh -huh. again this is red so yeah. I'm, I don't know if we were about to play a game um soon or something but there was like uh, I guess the pitchers weren't gonna be there hmm. and um I, I started off as a catcher I was a catcher okay okay catcher third baseman is what I was decent I, I you know content where what I was but um they weren't gonna be there so for some reason I guess decided to pick up the ball and say hey let me try let me let me try and I just started tossing in the backyard and then when it got time came to the game that's where it was but pitching I feel like you can never really perfect pitching because it's so it changes so much and it's like it's so difficult People think it's, a, it's so easy. It's difficult because when you're talking about pitching and you're talking about underarm, so like you said, over overhand is so easy. That's the natural mm -hmm. way your arm is coming. Mm -hmm. And when you throw in the base, the base is overhand. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to pitching, it comes down to, ah, Lord. It's like, you, it's like how you breaking it down. It's, so if you going from the start of the pitch, it's like how you wind up, how low yep. you are how your arm is yep. positioned, what way are you rotating, how the velocity of how your hand is coming from up to down, um, the, the flick of your wrist is Coach the biggest it. thing. Coach the, it. The flick of your wrist. And I know it sounds like the, the, the flick song, of the flick, wrist. Of the wrist, flick of the wrist, <laughs> but it's literally it's in your the head. flick of the wrist. It's, it, that is the biggest thing. That, that's the make or break of a pitch is the flick of the wrist. So, so you have to know when. Let me, let me, because I'm doing it right now too in my, <laughs> my mind. So let me ask you this though, because I saw a picture and I looked at your picture and then I go, your elbow has to stay tucked too to yes. the body, doesn't it? Yes. It, it, that actually depends on what pitch I'm throwing as well. Okay. But yes, your yeah, elbow needs to be coming here. through or at least yeah, it has to be, you got to be here. It has to hit here. Correct. And so to come it's velocity. Yes, if you're and you have to have your body open or the arm's not gonna come through, the ball is gonna go wide, you're gonna have a ball, you might hit the person. So it's literally you it, it gets to a point where it's so 
particular that if you've done it for a while, you know what you're messing up. Mm. So I've gotten to, I got to the point where, and that's why I can like, when I, when I help my girls out, when they pitching or like when I am training pitching or something, I, when I can, when I watch a ball, even when I'm watching a game, when I watch a ball go, like when someone's pitching, I'm like, they messed up right there. They, they need to fix, they have to go back and fix that. Like they, they open too late. They close too early. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Um, It's so particular that you have to break it down so much in order to do that. And I don't, and I don't know how it is in baseball. I don't think y'all got to break it down that much because it's just here. I know y'all have different, you know, pitches as well. nuances that they think that is broken down like that, but nothing unnatural, like the form of pitching in Mm -hmm. softball, like that's completely unnatural. So you really have to mature somebody into a comfort to doing that repetition and you know, everything else you could watch for a while and be like, Oh, I think they could be in right field. Cause they not throwing that far, yeah. oh, but he's going to be in left field. He got a cannon. You can't gauge that in softball pitching. You have to, from the beginning, that is, you have to learn mm-hmm. and teach it. And I wanted to give a shout out to um, when I worked at Richmond and of course with Petersburg as well, um, just trying to raise the softball community with the young ladies. And so um, a lady named Kim Morgan had so much, emphasis in how to properly raise a young lady in the game of softball and and what I mean by that is just opening them up to every position opening them up to a fun environment allowing them to understand what the rules are and how to play it and if they like it or not and I think that is something that goes overlooked a lot like Mm -hmm. you are in a blessed position so I want to throw that rose also because your parents you know, your parents played, they're educated. That's, that's what we want. We, we want more in a lot of that. So you're an offspring of that, but some don't get that. And so they mm-hmm. come in at nine, 10 years old, and you can attest as a coach for Petersburg, it, you can attest that some may walk right to you and say, I've never played before, but I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I, I, that's what I, I have right I now. That that's exactly what I'm looking at right now. Half a, a little part of my team. I'll say, Maybe 25% of my team from this year have come up to me and say, I want to play softball. And I'm like, have you played before? No, but I would like to learn. I want to play. That, you that's can't it. be mad at that. That is it. I, I can't be. I'm just like, come on. And I and what I do is I try to break it down from the beginning for them. Yeah. I don't try to, I don't try to make them feel discouraged. Mm-hmm. I try to uplift them as much as I can. Um, it might feel like I'm, uh, you know, you, you're helping a baby walk, yep. but it, yep. if, it, if, if that's how it's going to be, if I, if that's how I got to get them to start running, then that's how it's going to be. Because yep. if I have to hold your hand and then you start sprinting, so be it, you know, yes. but I, I don't mind, I don't mind a child coming up to me and saying that I don't mind a child as well, you know, like well-informed about the game to come up to me be like, you know, I know this, but you know, I want to learn some more. It's the same thing. I, I'm, I okay. love when a kid, a, a, a young female, young woman comes up to me and is like, they just want to play. Mm-hmm. Love it. I don't care. I don't care if you never played. I don't care if you play it every day in your life. I don't know if you never heard of it. I don't, I That's don't care. Give you a I of absolutely energy. love when they say I want to play softball. It's just mm-hmm. something like, Ooh, yes. Yep. softball players mm-hmm. yes bring them yes on. that's what it is bring them on that's an awesome feeling so it, it's it's amazing that now you're on the mentor role and so 
tell me something that those sports habits or that sport lifestyle has brought forth to the older adult London that has now matured into this coach that is giving back and being a great, um, you know, coach and mentor to these young ladies. What, what, what might be something you would say that came forward? And it's, it's something that might stand out and it could be small, you know, but what, what might have came forward? Um, honestly, work habits, Mm. um work habits dedication patience Mm -hmm. uh just the just the change of the mindset um it all want to do it and then maturity that's 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 really and it's it's crazy to say that sports teach you that much but it does does. because i honestly don't know where i would be without sports i don't know where i would be if i wasn't into sports how I was like I don't I don't Me think too. I would be the person that I am today with the lessons I've have I've learned in all my years playing and still learning now coaching that I am like I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be me I would be I probably and I know who with a quick and, temper and, and just to the audience so they know and I know who that person is now mind you I'm going to do the stereotypes this is a softball playing constant chatter full perky energy all up in your face with great energy type mentality and i was like i worked with her at camp and i said there's no way she's gonna do this all at camp <laughs> and, and here we are in the last week of camp and i was looking like she did this is her that is i said that's got to be the softball in her like and that's mm-hmm. that's the stereotype that i'm carrying for but the energy in softball is unlike a lot of other sports that that teams mm-hmm. carry because y'all rally y'all have chance you have so many things that are engaging one another pitch by pitch now mind you yep so, um, you know, I think that's dope and I see it carried forward. So that's why I was, I was like, I got to ask that because yeah, you, you have to constantly uplift your teammate in softball because mm-hmm. it's so, and, and it's, and I honestly, I think the Lord, I, I know my, you know, of course, teammates are going to fuss and, you know, you're going to get on your teammates nerves all the time because you're around each other and the females, you know, females being around each other a lot is going to be some like it's gonna be everybody's gonna everybody got their own opinion everybody got attitudes because that's a given I, I i'm not gonna be upset when somebody say that but i thank the lord for the teammates even the ones in in high school and and when i was playing travel ball but more so because i was able to look at it in a different light when i was grown and i was in college mm-hmm. i i thank the lord for my teammates because mm-hmm. There were so many times where I was defeated on that mound. There mm. were so many times where I didn't even want to come to practice. There were so many times where Preach I was just ready to throw in the towel, say, I'm not even good enough for this. This ain't me. Um, I, I can't I can't do it no more or whatever. But if it wasn't for them constantly uplifting me in game, after game, randomly just being them, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 again, I wouldn't be me. But that's the, that's, that's the that's joys of I, college. Yeah, that's how I. That's how I. How they treat me. How they uplift me every pitch. Because that's what again. That's what you got to do in softball. Yep. A pitcher throws a, a a 
a wild pitch. You don't see that teammate saying, oh, get it together. You're like, come on, come on, London, let's go. You got this. Next, Next one, one is a strike. Up. Let's go. Let's go. Three up, three down. We Next got this. Up. You constantly, somebody miss a ball in between their legs. Dust it off, girl. You got this. Throw one, two, two go one, two outs for a play at first. Let's go. Like, that's the type of stuff that I carry. Because now when I'm talking to my kids in class or I'm just talking to the kids at rec, like, I'm constantly uplifting you. I'm Please. not gonna bring you down. I'm Please. like, what what I need, every every little thing you show me, every little piece of uh of um progress that I see. I love yes, it. Yes, ma'am, that is that's it right there. I like yep. that. Keep it going. Yes, ma'am. Can't you be got mad it. at that. Tell me you got a league of your own for your girls to watch. Man, I, I need I'm I really need I know I have I coach basketball, I, I had Coach Carter. So I oh, think I, a league. Man, I like coach carter in class like they watch look, my, my class is watching it today yeah like, that's a learning you movie. gotta watch look, they watch remember the titans they team the building team building movie. and now they watch coach carter but i definitely gotta play a league of their own for my actual girls because first of all that is my look if, if it's not my first it's my second i don't know what but it's my favorite movie yeah. i know it word for word yes. that is my life League, yes. of, League of Their Own is my life. What, what is it? Hag, nag, nag, you. Hag, <laughs> <laughs> Marla Hooch, what a hitter. Yo, Yo they got to put you all the way back here. Yeah. <laughs> way in the back. <laughs> Betty Spaghetti. <laughs> they know they were wrong for what that. Like she's all the way back there. <laughs> Waving her arm like this. Yo, that movie is the best. And I mean, like, the way they gathered them, though, just to kind of get a synopsis in a, mm. in a in a forward for kids, your learning purpose. The way they brought them together, it was just so random. And so to learn the talents, it was on the fly. Everything yeah. was on the fly to know who did what, who was better at what and everything. So I, I just love how that all came together and they had to build in the one or two years. And that's what modern sports is now. If you pay attention to it, kids mm -hmm. won't play together for more than four years. Uh, together from age what five to like 18 if you play mm -hmm. with somebody for more than four years that's one of your boys that you didn't wrote it or young ladies that you wrote it out with for mm -hmm. a while because it usually rotates teams and you switch and things happen and yeah. parents feel and coaches change but yeah that's that's a classic I had to throw that out there just no cause. that that is a classic I I love like that's my favorite movie like <laughs> I that is my favorite movie and it's all women too you know but then it's just it's did just you see my black lady in the movie oh yeah the one throwing that the foul that, ball that she was like the lady came up to her close she was like she Ooh. caught that joker. She said, yeah, we throw heat over <laughs> here. She said, forget heat. cut off, man. I don't do the cut off. I throw straight yeah, to the bag. I straight to her. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need you. Yes. So let me, let me get your last bit of advice from you coming from a woman of such class. If you have a young lady, eighth through 11th grade, probably a good athlete, decent athlete, but don't really take it serious but because of the opportunities and the experience from your path and the, the way you've walked, how would you try to convince them to focus in on an opportunity to go to college? And what would it be the touching points to make them understand what's in front of them? Um, honestly. I mean, cause it's a lot. And so I'm gonna let you keep thinking with that. Cause it's a no, lot it's, because I mean, it's, it, it is a lot. 
But I, I think, I, I feel like the one thing that just came in my head was it's more than just being a woman. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more than just being a woman. Mm-hmm. You're look like it's, it, it's, it's more than just basketball. It's more than just you being mm-hmm. a model. It's more than you just, it's, it's way more than that. It's more than that. Like, and I always bring, and I always bring this back. There's, I, and it, I think it sums it up for me for like a question like that. I, I um, play travel ball with a young lady, not African-American, but around my age, I think she might've been like a year younger than me. Um, play travel ball with her. She very good player, fast as lightning, um, decent outfielder, all around, you know, good slapper or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's good athlete. She got a full ride to Arizona only wait for it for running she has gotten well for her like partially you know like she has skills but the main thing was for her running because she's speedy so if that doesn't make you sit back and think if i don't just use some of my talent Yes. And my mindset that yes. I can be more than just a woman to somebody. Preach. Then your life will be set. You don't Preach. have to you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about college. Just do change the mindset. Just be more than what you think. I and again, all around just be it's more than just being a woman. You're limited. I'm not just a woman. I'm not just I'm not just here. You're not just you. You're not just whatever. You're more than that so change your mindset to just try something different you never know i i would have never gotten here if i didn't change my mindset and say let me try pitching yep i wouldn't have gotten here if i didn't change my mindset and say oh let me focus straight on softball because when i focus straight on softball that's when my scholarship happened mm-hmm. so like with it's it's just i would love these these young ladies Again, it's more than just being a woman. It's more than just basketball. It's more than just cheerleading. It's more than just the basic sports. Mm-hmm. Get into softball, get into swimming, mm-hmm. volleyball, beach volleyball, tennis. Mm-hmm. Like I, I tell my girls, like not just my girls, but like the girls I have in my class, like just do something, mm-hmm. do something, you know, just again, be more than just a woman. Mm-hmm. There's more out there for you than you think. And that's and that's a lot of and that and I, I probably getting off subject, but no, that is what I see a lot in not only just the just the female or the women of the young ladies of this time, but just the generation. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't see themselves further. Mm-hmm. And that's an issue. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that stemmed from, but that has to change because I'm tired of seeing my my kids that I have in my class not put forth effort or not feel like they are more than what they are because they can't see themselves in the future. They can't see themselves somewhere else. Systematic oppression. We don't want to stay away from it, but it's so many angles that systematic oppression has hit a 
a colored community of mm-hmm. any kind because it's been targeted multiple times. And so one may grow up from age five to 17 and only thought of two ways to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's all they know. And that's the bad part about the system and the work that we feel we have to put back in. That's why you got emotional about it because you understand mm-hmm. that that's a cusp of changing your life. Like you could just go left with that and don't even go to college. You work, you might do whatever, you might have mm-hmm. a little goal but you put yourself in a position of so much more harm than taking a path that allows you to have more opportunities. So more opportunities. Like they say, like, I I mean, I, I don't want to like really promote it, but you know, sometimes they be like, some people say, you know, you don't really need college, but college opens so many doors. It does. It, gives it you opens the time so to, many to, more to, doors <laughs> than you just being out. And yes, it can happen with you just being a people person and you finding the right things and doing the right things. Yes. But college opens doors if i didn't go to college if i if i didn't go to college i wouldn't have i wouldn't have been in the position where i needed uh internship that internship led to me being at virginia state being at virginia state led me to having uh, a free master's degree a free master's degree led me to my my job here that my job here led me to coaching. My coaching job, led, like that's it's it's the opportunities that are open, and that is like, again, reverting back to you know, the women. It's more than just being a woman. It's it's way more than being a woman. And I just would, would really love girls to not feel like they're stuck mm-hmm. or they have to. And it, and then again, you drilling back. You have as a woman, you have to do so much more mm-hmm. than just a little bit. Yeah, because it's already you know, and it's bad, but it's already a, a male dominant world. We just living in it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really bad to say that, but it's it just is. how things are. So as a woman, things. as a young lady, you need to learn that you gotta do way more than what you're doing. If you want to be in sports, you got to do, you got to practice. And then, and then you take another step back, you being an African-American woman in this day and age, you got to do 10 times more than anybody else. Cause you got to, you got to go out there and practice when everybody else at home, you got to go that much better. You you have to be this much better in order to be seen. And that is why, and I, and I, and uh, if I'm speaking my truth, I'm speaking my truth, but let me, I, I'm taking it back to. even further. That is why I switched schools. I was at Cosby. I was wondering I was if Cosby. this was going to come you, out. Cosby is not it's, it's, my home school. Was it my home school? I, I was wondering I was, if this was going to come out and I knew yeah, not I to like, ask about it. And I'm, not, I'm cool with talking about it. I'm I know cool. you are, but I wanted to make sure that you brought it in on your own terms because oh, no. it, it, it's continue. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, being at Cosby, I was at Cosby, not my home school. I was there for the specialty center because I was already at Robius. I played JV James River my eighth grade year because I was at Robius. Again, Robius, not my home middle school. I was at Fallen Creek. But that whole SOL thing, we got shipped over there for free if you wanted to. Yep. So we went over there. Um, since I was over there, I did eighth grade JV softball, whatever. Decided I wanted to be in the specialty center at Cosby. So specialty center at Cosby, 
play JV my first year. Okay, cool. I'm new. You don't really know me. That is cool. I'm a ninth grader. That's fine. I'm cooling. 10th grade year. It's an excuse that I don't want to receive of why I'm not on varsity. Uh, if you want to look at the demographics, <laughs> there wasn't really demographics, okay? <laughs> um, I want to say I was the only... A token of your appreciation. I was the only black dot on a piece of paper. A token of your teams. appreciation. Yes. I, 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 and I, I'm pretty sure I was. Mm-hmm. If I think about it, it really hard. I'm pretty sure I was. Uh, if I'm lying, then I might, it might have been another black dot, but, but I don't think dot, so. But the dot, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. It is a visual. Yeah. Don't worry. So, 10th grade year, okay. Whatever excuse you gave me, I'll take it. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to develop myself as a player. I'm going to come back next year. It's going to be okay. Come back next year, junior year, I get cut from tryouts. I did all the days of tryouts. It was amazing at tryouts. I, they seen that I've been playing with you for two years. I've led you as a pitcher and a hitter and a third baseman to, I think we won I think we had the, we were first place both of my years as JV. Cause I know we went on, did we go undefeated? We? I don't even know if we went undefeated. I don't know, but we were top team both of my years. And yes. I helped lead you there hitting, yes. pitching and third baseman wise. So you come down to junior year all the way through tryouts. I go look at that sheet. My name's not on it for what? There's no reason why. Nobody there was better than I was. Nobody there in the position that I was in was better than I was. So I'm not going to lie to you. That discouraged the mess out of me. Went home, cried my eyes out. Cried my eyes out when I seen it. Called my mom, cried my eyes out, telling me, I think I was actually driving at that point. But still, I was crying my, cry, um, crying my eyes out. Whatever. We made a decision as a family um, after meeting with my uh, Meadowbrook coach um, to transfer me back home to my home school. Come on so, home with me and camera on, on voice. Come, Come on, on home with me. <laughs> Come, Come on, on home. So I definitely, um, I and the crazy thing is I tell people this story all the time and it sounds funny, but it's so truthful. I went to school at Cosby. My mom and I drove up there to set, uh, together. I went up there the same the regular time. I think I went to my class, my first period class. And after that, I went by and said bye to everybody. By lunchtime, Cosby, deuces. Deuces. I said goodbye. Said goodbye to my teachers. This is my last day here. I'm only here to say goodbye. Literally left Cosby. Went and grabbed, I'm pretty sure I grabbed McDonald's. We went and got McDonald's came pulled up to Meadowbrook I sat in that goddess office and I enrolled in what I was enrolled in Meadowbrook that fast I attended the last uh period of the day and went home <laughs> I love that easiest story. and like it I sounds so funny story. like they're like 
why would people do that? Like, you know, usually people like transfer and wait a couple of days or something. I was I in and out real story. quick. No, in the middle of the night, Baltimore Ravens style, like show exactly up like a like a day. like a yeah. trade, a yes. complete trade. But <laughs> it had to be cool. done because the, my my career was on the line at that point. Facts. Because I'm a at that point I'm a junior. Yeah, you're and I'm playing travel ball. Mm-hmm. At this point, you had to have somebody looking at you. You high school has to set you along with travel. High school has to set you up for. They for work greatly. together. They have to work together, mm-hmm. and you can't just be travel and not have any type of accolades in mm-hmm. high school. It's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. You ain't so lying. you're putting my career in jeopardy at this point because of some issues. Yeah. <laughs> some issues and um so I had to do what I had to do and then once I transferred yes it was a different look <laughs> it was a different feel it was a different flow but that flow helped me get to where I was supposed to be so I I have no you got the best of both worlds I, love I got that. the best of both worlds and approach. I'm grateful and I and I'm blessed that the Lord placed me in that position in order for me to see the light now that mm-hmm. wasn't the first encounter of mistreatment that I've had <laughs> in softball, but I, ain't, I but <laughs> I mean I can talk about I have I I think I legit have probably I think one good racist not racist but color story <laughs> like. <laughs> Farmer John stories. Yeah, one of one of them, one of them uh issue. But look, uh, I, I'll issue cover story. I'll cover you real well like this with the scruff face. And like, hey, look, that's why all the stuff in the beginning that we talked about. That's when you're allowed to have this moment now because you passed all those tests because everybody don't pass those tests. Yeah, no. You see what I'm saying? Those adversity tests where they look you right in your face and say, I'm not going to let you play today. And I don't even have a reason why, but I'm, I'm not going to let you play. And you can't do nothing about it. Now, in a normal neighborhood setting, somebody just cries, whimpers, goes and does whatever. Or I'll give you another movie comment. The, um, oh, come on, man. Um, hardball. Hardball, when the boy was over age and couldn't play, mm-hmm. he went and it was a wrap. And everybody felt sympathetic for that. Like, dang, mm-hmm. just let the boy play. <laughs> just the boy let out there game lie. Game. Like, just so, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity to see how adversity kicks the butt of people and then how you respond to it. Mm-hmm. And you responded, you was like, nah, normally people take two days. I was like, nah, kudos to you because you responded immediately and was ready to go to practice the next day at Meadowbrook. That's the stuff I'm talking about. Like that's like, honestly, like it was, it might have been like within that week, actually, like I got cut. I think within, in that week I met with the the coach and then like maybe the next week, it was in a span of a week or two that it happened. But the process of me pulling out of Cosby and running into Meadowbrook was all in one day. Yeah. But literally, like I met with the coach. He was like, "Whatever." We we talked. He saw how I pitched. He was like, "Okay, you here? If you want, you can." And we made a decision. It was like, "Hey, here we go." That's it. But it's like, it, it it really is, and that's why I said like, and you said what what advice can I give? And it's like again, in general, women is more than just being a woman. Yes. In this world, and and just more than just being a woman in athletics. Yeah, but then yeah. 
to dial it back is more like being an African-American woman, woman in this specific sport. I can't talk, you know, for basketball too much, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's pretty, uh, you know, it's different lanes, it's different lanes for that. And, but softball, it is, it is hard. It is so hard. I, um, Ooh, there was several times where I wasn't being played because of my color, but I was better than the one that was being played. Mm-hmm. Like I literally sat on the bench in travel ball. What? Like I, and I'm not even going to hold you. I fell asleep because you're not playing me. I'm it's- literally on the edge of a bench because I'm just like, and, and, and then because of my color and because I'm better than who you have out there, but you don't want to see me out there succeeding. You, you want that one to succeed more than me, Needs and which children. is a problem. And then we fast forward in that, and I mind, I've been playing travel ball for years. And you so all that. of this is adding up. But the one, there was this one time, and, and again, Lord knows what he's doing and what he, who he puts in the area at the time and why. Because comes down to junior senior year i can't remember travel i was with my last travel team okay and um i don't remember what tournament it was but it was a tournament in north carolina we that that tournament we were able to play each team was able to play at the nc state stadium one game the whole tournament the whole weekend you can play at the you play at the other sports complex, but one of your games is at the stadium. At AC State Stadium. Cool. I wasn't sure, but the coach that recruited me for Central, I didn't I didn't know this. Um, I didn't know her. I didn't know she was coming or whatever. Okay. She was there. They were there scouting, and um, they wanted to see me. They wanted to see me specifically. My travel ball coach told him, told her that I wasn't pitching that day. All because he didn't want me to be great. Okay. Which was a fear because I I think I ended up playing, but I think I ended up playing a uh, pitching later or something like that. I wasn't pitching it. So she was like, bet. The next day when we was back at the regular fields, she came and was like, hi, I want you. After she watched me play, she was like, hi, I want you. We, you know, the conversation. And then she ended up telling me that my coach told me I wasn't playing. For what? Why would you tell me? Why would you tell her that? And you know I'm playing. Because you don't want me to succeed. That's all that is. Is that You didn't want me to succeed. You wanted the one that was out there to get looked first. By any means necessary. By any means necessary before I was uh, before I was able to. That's not but how it at, works. But, but God knew what he was doing because she mm-hmm. ended up coming back that next day and seeing me anyways, and I still got my scholarship despite of people trying to put their foot in the way. <laughs> and, that, and, like, and that's, and I know people have stories. I know people have stories. And I, that's why I'm so glad that I'm able to, to tell my stories exactly. because it, it's not an easy journey. It was exactly. not an easy journey. Thank you. And see, that's why hard. 
that's that's why we have this platform. That's the main reason we have this platform. If I even remotely hear a passionate story or a motivational story or anything, it stays in my head for a while. And so like, what has this been like two summers ago, we were working at, at the camp and- mm-hmm. Yeah, what? yeah, because last summer we couldn't, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and it's still fresh in my brain. Like, I remember that story. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, the transferring and why and how you had adversity and then how you feel more at home where you're at now and all of the transitionings that happened. And I was just like, girl, you a walking story. Like, I, now <laughs> this whole movement. I, I try like I, I know I I hear some you know you listen to other people's stories and stuff and you're like dang I you know I'm glad I didn't go through that but at the same time you gotta take a step back and be like you went through some stuff you mm-hmm. gotta realize you gotta acknowledge of what you've came through it might not have been like that other person right there but you have come through some stuff and you need and and I think again my friends have taught me this especially recently um you gotta give yourself grace Yes. You have to give yourself grace. And that's what I'm learning now because like I said, like I'm saying now, like I take a look back and, and I'm, this is really, and I'm, while I'm saying this, I'm processing it at the same time. Like I'm really looking back, like I really went through a lot to get to where I'm at. I really had to deal with a whole lot in my life in order to be the softball player and where I was at that moment. Like now, like if it wasn't for me, getting cut, I wouldn't have been at Meadowbrook. If it wasn't for me for getting cut, I wouldn't have those records. If it wasn't for me being cut, I wouldn't have been in the papers. He has a plan. If it wasn't for me being cut, I wouldn't have had my number retired. He has a plan. If it wasn't wasn't for, I, none of that, me getting the scholarship, me being full four years, me getting a master's, me getting cut set me up for everything I have right now in life when it comes down to success great comeback great comeback it's so Absolutely. much stuff lord there's so much stuff <laughs> i was like, I'm like huh? and then and you know and i don't even i hate see and this is why i hate talking about myself because i just be thinking about stories look, and i'm like what happened built for tough is what i first <laughs> thought of when i saw you but you know the avenues and everything. So I'm like, what does that mean? Is she hood? Is she gonna beat me up type girl built for tough? Is she like demanding? Is she like open? Is she like spontaneous? Like, so there was a many ways, but I knew, I knew for a fact that that quality was there. And so just seeing it now and how it all came full circle, that's nothing but throwing roses from Commonwealth Sports to you. So like, we really appreciate that. No, no problem. It's just, it's just crazy. Cause like, I really just want girls like, and I eventually, like, I know I've talked to you about it. Like eventually I want to have a, a softball program organization for this, this, in, this area, this Tri-City mm-hmm. area, the Pittsburgh, Richmond, Wherever else I gotta go, where I go, whatever. I don't care. All this right here, I wanna, I wanna develop an organization that is going to excel. It's not just African American, but even if you know other races and whatever, to to understand that it's more, it's like so to enjoy softball. To be you're there. in Petersburg, and in Richmond, there's a lady named Kim Morgan. I've mentioned it earlier, and she runs the sports and parks and rec in Richmond. Mm-hmm. she does the softball programming that would be an awesome opportunity to bring that bridge mm-hmm. and i think if i could do anything to help i definitely will in regards to connecting people networking or just even putting in time so 
you know, keep that blueprint going because people is watching. People needs that. We need that juice. Everybody <laughs> needs that juice. I promise you, I, I really want these girls. Like I, I, and I, I think I said it. I think I said it to. I was talking to um, uh, Jerome Mathis today, and mm. um, because <laughs> we, we always, of course, we always Mr. run into Mr. each other, H-U. and we were just talking, and I was like, I really wish I had my girls longer than what I had because a lot of the girls that I have are older they're like senior yep. and juniors and I really wish I had them from the get-go and like dug in because they're such great players yep. they're such great players and it's like they're so undiscovered and if I would have had them a long long time ago I could have gotten them somewhere I, I somewhere big like, like, for, for my Commonwealth sports followers, they know what I'm probably going to say to you. So, as a high school team, the best thing to do is pick any elementary school and then eventually in rotation, all elementary schools, and go put on a 30 to 45 minute exhibition, an auditorium type exhibition for those kids. And mm-hmm. if you just want to do the girls, do the girls. It's got to be done because what's going to happen is they're going to see it. And so, when you bring that program in, they saw it and they know Mm -hmm. the three that it all comes together. And so I think that will help because that's role models. And then that empowers your girls as teenagers to realize that they've got responsibilities without having to get real responsibilities and can utilize that as teaching lessons too. So I'm, like I said, I'm a hundred percent behind that. You know, I, I would go all day with you in regards to conversation. So that just that's that's a sign of how I know you good peoples. Yeah, I call man. it backwood, but you may not. I'm backwood. I love we tree line, we throw we throw cookouts, we don't do picnics, and we do oh, all yeah, kinds no, of other I, I'm so. a I'm a I'm a rich I, I'm a Richmond power tan breed. There you uh, go. There I like I'm, I'm I'm a Hybrid. Right on the waterline. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a rich, daddy, daddy from Richmond, mama from Powhatan. I'm, I'm both. Man, I got the both of both worlds. That's dope. It's still all VA love, but thank you for your time. Uh, continue to be blessed. Continue to work. Continue to lead. And uh, you know we're going to link up eventually, so you know how it works. No problem. Thank you for having me, though. For real, for real. Thank Absolutely. you so much. And of course, your platform, like, you're doing big things. Big, big, big things. And You're I just trying, thank you for, for I, letting me to be on your platform though. I sat there and I watched you talk some things into fruition and small, but that's all it takes is motivation. And when they gave me that green light with Parks and Rec and I said, hey guys, I got to go up north. I said, but it's not changing because I got a blueprint that's finally now allowing me to do it because I mm-hmm. got the good money. And so I keep talking to... um everybody in Petersburg, believe it or not. And um, I told Ms. Director, Ms. Yerby, I told her, I said, if you give me three to five years, I can come replace you. I said, but I can't come back unless it's in your title because I didn't grow my my money value up. My Mm -hmm. money value now says I'm either a manager or a director to be or a Mm -hmm. deputy director. So I'm just trying to earn that stripe, earn those stripes and and get on up there. Yeah, man, I'm trying to be the Jeffersons and it'll allow me to get into coaching because I'm fiending for coaching like you coaching. Mm. And I'm like, you know, I do sports with Parks and Rec, but I'm on, all right, this is the audio stuff because they already ended this. Uh, <laughs> they already ended the video, but this is the audio stuff. I'm in an area where everybody lease out sports. So they got people running sports and I just sit here and sign permits. Like, yeah, mm. come use this field these days. That is the most boringest. <laughs> 
if somebody asked me, if y'all asked me when I come back and visit and be like, what's a typical day better at summer camp uh-huh. or where you or work at? Work. I said, summer camp was way better. <laughs> and you know what we walked through during summer camp, but it's the engagement. It, I can take five rejections, but one kid look at me and say, thanks coach. Thanks, Mr. Joe. Thanks, whatever. And mm-hmm. you get that opportunity to see the light bulb click on. I can go work another five years doing yeah. that. The problem is those things don't pay like they're supposed to, but you, those things are the things that keep you going. So they didn't got yeah. me at this admin person where I sit here with my glasses every, you know, do my glasses push up thing. Like, <laughs> let me check the numbers. All right, what's next here? <laughs> yeah. So I had to do the podcast. My boss knows me well. I stay busy. I stay too busy to the point where I stay out of trouble. That's how it works. Man, nah, I, that that being with the when the kids like just appreciate you, it does make mm-hmm. you feel like it. It does make everything worthwhile. Like that's why yeah, I still yeah. at Parks and well, I mean, still technically at Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. but we haven't done anything. But that's why I I love Parks and Rec, and it's a good thing now that like a lot of the Parks and Rec kids that I've been working with since 2017, mm-hmm. I see them like they're coming through with me now like they in my classes they like they in my classes if they're not in my class again then i see them in the <laughs> building and it's all coach book i love you like they and it's so funny because they'll they'll call me the ones you know who's my rec baby and who's not my rec baby because who's my rec baby they say miss london miss london in school if they are just my kids like they're just my students they say coach booker so you know the difference and like i just love being with them like i see everybody and they're always ganging up on me suffocating me messing with me and i'm just like all right first of all one go to go to class two like (laughs) two i love you guys too don't don't you love that roller coaster see you're a softball player you should be ready for stuff like that like that energy of the highs and lows of high school not when not when six foot plus boys are suffocating you talking about miss london miss london give me a hug you ain't give me a hug today Boy, if you don't get off me. I ain't lying. This ain't summer camp no more, young man. <laughs> like, dang. Y'all too big now. I can't deal Word. with this. Well, I got, um, and believe it or not, I had took like a two-week hiatus. Um, I got a good team now. So they started, they did some of the shows. And other, outside of your show and Brittany Anderson, who's an assistant coach at Stanford, they just won the national title. Y- y'all are Brittany only two. Anderson. Does it sound familiar? Is she, is she, wait, wait, is she, uh, how old is she? Oh, man. She probably her age, or maybe a little older. She grew up in the Roanoke, Blacksburg area, played basketball at Virginia Tech, coached at Virginia Tech as an assistant, and then went and coached at Stanford as an assistant now, and is on the staff when they won the chip. So she's from Virginia and Somebody, I was like, I, it's not familiar. I'm, I'm, I'm probably mixing her up with somebody, but it, she it's just, how it, goes. it sounds familiar, though. It's how it goes. You got to have one of them unique names like London. <laughs> my daughter's name, Destiny. Those are, you know, who those <laughs> are. that's how it works, you know. But um, once again, my dog, I appreciate you. She got, no she coming on at 11. I got her at 11 because she's oh, okay. in Cali. So oh, it's eight okay. o'clock her yeah, time. Different time. They behind, yeah. behind. 
I'm about to get me a happy hour drinking and then <laughs> okay, get relaxed and then, <laughs> and then go again. Absolutely. Well, take it easy. And again, um, I'll let you know when it's going to air as well. And then there'll be a picture if you don't want. And I give the ladies this opportunity. Mm-hmm. If I have a college picture that's on the NC State website. It's two of them. If you want something better, you can send it to me through the um, however. You want me to send them to you and show them to you? I'm trying to figure out which one you got. I think it's your your main picture with the gray shirt. Oh, I mean, I don't mind that one. That one, I don't mind and then that. there's one more they, they pitching. They use that all the time. I think there's <laughs> one more pitching, I think. Um, and I'll, uh, first I'll of all, it. all my pitching pictures. I had to look at them. That, yes, you're right. I know. <laughs> all I know. my pitching you pictures, got, my I think, face. I think it's the finish where your face is not bad. I'll, I'll send you what I got. <laughs> I'll send I it don't back. trust you. No! I know. That's why I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I know for a fact my pictures. Or so. just send me the two. Or if you just want that one that's in the gray, I'll let my producer know and he good to go. But I want to send that when I send the um, episode so he can start working on it. Oh, I'm honestly, I'm pretty sure I know which one you're talking about. I have them all like right here, but I don't know where they're at. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's um completely fine because uh, honestly, either way, catching somebody in the middle of pitching is just the worst thing in America. It, it is. <laughs> honest, action pitchers, action pitchers are the toughest to, to get and, and not have anything go wrong. Wrong with it because everybody's like, oh. Yep. We got you, man. I I'm gonna send it, but um, hold on. Downloads. I'm trying to figure out when I posted a softball picture. Okay, because I really want to delete my Instagram because this here. You gotta reset it. I run it back. Yo, no, I really don't be wanting to look at anything <laughs> Yo, before fact, before I, July. I don't know what you done done. Anything before July? I don't know, but the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The athlete, the athlete in you and stuff. I I can totally get it. You know, mm-hmm. I remember being 24, 25, and I said to myself, I said, man, F this sports. I said, I'm taking two years off, and I ain't doing nothing. And I rebelled on it. And them two years ate me up. I'm talking man. about injuries, just doing dumb <laughs> stuff. And I was just like, oh, I got to stay in shape. I got to stay in shape. So it was a no, quick lesson. I don't know me. what happened. <laughs> I yeah. know that, like, I, I can agree. I was like, look. I'm I'm tired. My body is tired. As soon as like <clears throat> the relief it felt after my last game, I was like, oh, I'm done. I ain't gonna do nothing. And then I ended up blowing up because of stress in school. And <laughs> stress, stress, personal life is so and, natural and too though. You mm-hmm. look great right now. It's so thank nat- you. It's I'm so glad. Natural. I'm actually back to back to like my college weight, my sophomore year. That's called being a coach, and I'm hating <laughs> again because I'm 20 over of what I want. Not well, 15 over, but that's 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 being in that environment where you at least can still be active on at top of the fact you got energy. 
Yeah, I like, and I think I actually did it. Like, it's I think it's actually hitting better, better now because like my girls looked at me and it was like, "What you do? You you know they talk about like losing weight. Like even the kids have said, you know, whatever. But it's like I feel like I've low key given them some type of motivation. Hell yeah! Like especially when I have them working out now. Like I had them working out yesterday and today. Yeah, but it's like the the energy and actually like, oh, I want to, I want to do weights. Like they want to do weights and, and conditioning now. And I'm like, okay. Like, ball game. Okay. If that's how you want to be, then that's cool. You passing on more just, just being like yourself, girl. But I'm going to let you go though. You go ahead and handle business. I ain't got nothing to do. No <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do. They done said that we don't have to, uh, they turned our resource Fridays to it not being from 7, 18 to 1245, but from eight back to how we were, like before we even went back in person to 830 to 2. Yeah. I could sleep in. Thank you, Jesus. I ain't. It's a big difference. That's a big ass difference. That's like a two hour difference when it comes to going. Man, because I had to wake up like, you know, I, I don't live in Petersburg anymore. So I had um, to wake up extra early. And hit the road. No, you traveling 95 South though, at least. 295. Oh yeah. I'm going to leave I'm you right alone. I'm right here at 295. I'm going to leave you alone with that. Oh man. I'm right at 295. I just hop on that joke and dip. Mm. But it's still a trip, but I just be dipping like as long as I can. I, I love 295 until I see that guy sitting there. Yo, then he, then he me back. one was sitting there today, <laughs> and I'm like, my brother, I'm just trying to get to work at this point. Like, it's Straight facts. Look, this, this is the there. one highway that is literally relatively clear. Leave me alone, <laughs> let me drive. The million dollar strip is what they called it. A strip Man, on 295 with a million dollars. Quiet. And I love it. Leave me alone. Copple. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Leave me alone. Well, take it easy, homie. Um, I'm probably going to have to work with you again. It's just, it's too easy. So you will hear from me again. Of course. I'm always here. I'm always down. No doubt. No doubt. I appreciate you. No problem, man. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. All right.